Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Movie Bunker podcast. It's me, Chris. And me, Matt. We did research into our own podcast to how many episodes that we have. It's losing control. <laughs> That's what it is. Episode 37. Who'd have thought it? We have an apology to make, don't we? Do we? We do. Because this right. isn't the film we should be doing. No, so on last, on last episode we did mention that we'd be doing Wolverine uh, X-Men Origins. We because did. we were on a bit of a superhero vibe. <laughs> Because of a certain superhero movie franchise film that was coming out, but like movie forty three way <coughs> back in our like earlier episodes, it's just it's not disappeared, but it's it's not free to view anymore on Sky. Well, not free to view, but you know what I mean. So we're going to watch on Sky, but it's gone. No, I mean, I'm not paying. We're not paying. I'm, for I'm not renting this. So <laughs> yeah, we've we've hastily had to choose another movie. We and did. I was given the suggestion for this one by a long term listener, and he said, "What about the Love Guru?" That's supposed to be shit. <laughs> um, and lo and behold, yes, I know the film and it, and uh, so that's what we're doing. So here's the trailer. In a time when the world is searching for enlightenment, one man. I am His Holiness, the Guru Pitka. My goal is to get you to say, "Gee, you are you." TM is in a position to help. It's my time to shine! On June 20th. Take a look at this. The Toronto Maple Leafs will pay you $2 million if you can get Darren Roanoke back with his wife in time to win the Stanley Cup. Give me a pound. Lock it down. Break the pickle. Tickle, tickle. <laughs> the second best guru in India is coming to America. How do you do? Shrimp? What'd you call me? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your gnome. Name! You are a midget. Ain't no connection between my hockey and my love life. You are not allowed to fight anyone for any reason. What the hell are you doing? Was that upsetting? Looks like I'm gonna have to shove these love beats someplace special. Nice hat. I had a hat like that once. Then my mom got a job. <laughs> From Paramount Pictures. Rajneesh, I'd like an alligator soup and make it snappy. Because alligators are snappy, and at the same time, I want it prompt. Mike Myers. Saying I love you. Jessica Alba. Oh! Oh! So, Jane, boyfriend? No. Girlfriend? Well, I mean, there was one time in college. Really? Oh. What was that? I didn't hear anything. Justin Timberlake. Did someone ordered a special Quebec pizza, eh? You know, like in the porno. Looks like he's smuggling a schnauzer. The Love Guru. I'd like to thank the Academy. Wow, these things are heavy. Yeah. Put me down, jackass. Okay. Oh. <laughs> June 20th. Yeah, the love guru. The wow. love guru. So I'll give you the plop synopsis of the love guru, which That's is a big plop synopsis. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm not gonna read all of this. Skip uh, through it. Uh, Austin Powers trilogy star Mike Myers collaborates with writer Graham Gordy for this comedy concerning a self-help guru named Pitka, who devotes his life to unknotting the romantic entanglements of troubled couple couples. Well, all not, couples. That's not true, is it, either? This is a very strange Mike Myers vehicle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think um, he was giving too much rope 
<laughs> yeah. And he ran and he basically killed himself. I mean, this is quite renownedly known as being the, the career killer for him in yeah. some sort of ways. Stars Mike Myers. He plays Guru Pitka. Jessica Alba as, as Jane Bullard, who's kind of like the muse uh, or the, the, the token female in this. <laughs> uh, Romany Malco is in this also. He plays Darren uh, Runoke, who's basically the, the ice hockey player that's in like having some romantic problems and off his game. Yes. We've got Justin Timberlake. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Justin Timberlake at, uh, later on in the podcast. Jacques Legrand. Yeah, he plays this character. Um, <laughs> Vern Troyer we see in this as well. We've got some strange sort of half cameo roles for John Oliver, who plays Dick Pants. Dick Pants. And uh, Stephen Colbert, who plays J.K.L., who you, you would know from popular TV. In well, the, John Oliver sort of started on Colbert's show and then has now got his own show. And mm. is it's a daily show. Incredibly no? successful. Yeah. Sir Ben Kingsley is in this. Sir Ben Kingsley's uh, in this. Amongst many other actors. It's, it's got a few cameos in it as well. We've got Jessica Simpson turns up. Val Kilmer turns up at one point. Yeah, same scene. And uh, Kanye West turns up. It's kind of like a homage to like an MC, MTV speech that he went off the rails with. Yeah. Uh, they, they allude to that with him and Mike Myers playing himself. But anyway, yeah. directed by, who was the director? Marco Schnabel. This is his first feature length. This was his film? first gig, yeah. So he's been like assistant director and various bits and pieces on um, the other Mike Myers films, i.e., Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. And then, yeah, yeah, then he took over for this one and never directed anything else ever again. <laughs> what were your initial thoughts then? I was actually not very happy for you to suggest this film, but I didn't have a better suggestion at the time. Right. Um, I was going through the various other superhero films trying to think that we could stick in that same vein. So I wasn't happy <laughs> because I remember watching this film. And the thing is, I remember watching this at the time it came out. I was a big Mike Myers fan. Mm. You notice most of these words are used in past tense. Yeah, yeah. I was a big Mike Myers fan, huge Austin Powers fan. I thought they were a, a, a very good trilogy of comedies. Um, it's hard normally to keep things fresh and funny for three films without sort of uh, stepping on your own toes which maybe Goldmember does a little bit yeah it's a little bit tedious in that one but then I watched this film and utterly disenfranchised from the the get go and I don't know why because the humour and the comedy and everything is beat for beat exactly what you see in Austin Powers but for some reason it all falls so horribly flat it's misjudged in my opinion well, watching the film, it shares a lot of its kind of comedy beats with an Adam Sandler movie. I, I mean, I was reminded m- multiple times of Jack and Jill and the <laughs> tone, especially the toilet humour and the gags. And I was reminded of Paul Blart, more cop as well, especially the second one when there's the, certainly the chicken scene. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's similar. Oh, we'll come to that later. There's some memorable scenes we'll discuss. We're not going to go plot for plot. Plot for plot. Yeah, I, I, for me, it felt like they had the premise of a good character. Now... I stick my neck on the line very earlier in the podcast of saying that I think the character of uh, Dipka, is it? Um, or Pitka, beg Pitka. Pardon. His character is quite well, quite well drawn. So, you know, in terms of the, the makeup... It's got depth. Yeah, and, and the sort of physicality in the, and the vocal behind what he's doing is actually quite endearing in a way <laughs> alright okay the problem is the script that and the, the, the comedy used for that character yeah is dumb yeah. And, and quite patronising and, and very uh, well it is old fashioned as well now I mean looking at some of the 
the jokes that they do say they do try and pull off there's some there's some mild homophobia in there there's midget jokes uh the word midget used which is you know even in, in a joke context shouldn't really be used yeah because there was a, there was a scene i remember in this because obviously Vern troy's in this film he plays the coach uh, of the, the ice hockey team that uh the the uh, player is playing for that he needs to go and help yeah. Um, and there's a scene in Gold Member with Fred Savage where he's got a mole. And Austin oh, yeah, Powers yeah. is trying not to look at it and trying not to say mole. The yeah, yeah. And like poking it with a stick. And it's really quite funny. But they do the exact same scene in this, but instead of like a mole or yeah. something, he's just going midget. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're a midget. And yeah. It's not funny. No. And I, yeah, I think um, there's, there's several beats in this which don't don't physically work. But there are lots of beats in, that do, but just aren't funny because the, the, the jokes don't aren't, aren't, aren't strong enough. Is it the situation that we saw in movie 43 where so much of it is horrible that the occasional joke that would land in a trailer or something... Mm. Um, doesn't land because you're just punch drunk from yeah. the rest of it. Because, I mean, it is rapid fire. There must be um, a joke or physical comedy piece or visual comedy every 20 seconds. He does, yeah, he does a lot of things in this for no for no reason as well. So I do a lot of like little winky camera to camera pieces or I say like a thing like, oh, give me crocodile super, make it snappy. He says it's made of crocodiles and I want it in a hurry sort of Again, thing. Again, so, I, I think that's a line he's ripped directly from Austin Powers. Oh, okay. Again, I think he's just... I, I think this is maybe why this doesn't land because you've heard it all before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way he sort of, you know, everything's sort of tongue-in-cheek but it's rammed... The tongue is rammed down your throat as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guru Pitka. This is Jane Bullard, owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you are the owner of the ice hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Actually, it's Leafs. Who said that? Oh! How did you get there? This little guy scared the crap out of me. Think I'm gonna have to do a panty check. I might have some monkey mustard back there. No, I'm good. <laughs> Who is this prick? Well, how do you do? Shrimp? What'd you call me, Jagamo? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your gnome. Name! You are a midget. I find that term condescending. Condescending? That's a big word for you. For me, I like the Bollywood style of some of the, the musical set pieces because there's a lot of music in this film as well. And it's like, it goes off onto tangents. The, um, the opening nine to five, yes. the, the sitar, is it a sitar? Yeah, yeah. A yeah. sitar, the riff on it. I, I was humming all day today. On a sitar, it sounds quite, quite different. Yeah, it? it was. Yeah, so it starts off with that. Then he sings and ruins it. But like straight to camera, like when I look in your eyes and sing. Oh, God. I'm going to do it now, Chris. <laughs> Working nine to five. <laughs> the, other, the other big musical moment, which I, um, we'll, I'm going to play, we'll interject this in, in the podcast later, is the More Than Words, the extreme yeah. cover they do. Yeah. Um, with him and his kind of sidekick, Manu Narayan, who plays uh, Rajneesh. Rajneesh. He's quite good, actually, and, and, and you know, offers some sort of a slapstick I guess or some sort of a I don't know music to so his you did silly start your plot, plots not so that it'd be kind of trailed off with it so yeah, should, well, I, should we'll, I just um, give a, a brief give, give us a brief overview of what the hell happens so what happens is, is um, Guru Pitka 
yeah. is unhappy at his level in the guru world. Yeah. So Deepak Chopra, um, which who was a big thing uh, at one point. I don't know if he still is a big thing, like a real person. Yes. Thing. So there's the, yeah, he's like a real character. A in real, real guru, yeah. Right. Ice hockey player, Darren Renoki. He leaves his wife. His wife gets together with Jacques Le Coq Grande. Who's this John, Justin Timberlake chap. Who, who has a massive penis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then because of this sort of like fear he um loses all of his ice hockey based abilities which was previously very good i believe <laughs> yes he was like a top-notch hockey player yeah so jessica alba's character jane bullard is a <laughs> is a pitka fan and she brings him in to help and then there's a subplot of the fact that if he helps them if he gets them together then he's going to get on oprah and be ba- bigger than deep pack chopra yeah basically he's, he agrees to do this job based on the fact that jessica alba is is pretty and he has a thing for her and also that yeah he's he just wants to be on oprah winfrey show. yeah and he wants to be bigger than deep pack chopra so then then um his the rest of the film is then based on him trying to um love guru Daryl Renoki and his wife, um, Prudence, played by Megan Good, together again. Yeah. Um, ousting Justin Timberlake from the scenes, you know, irrespective of his feelings. Yeah. Uh, getting back together again so that he becomes good at ice hockey and helps them win the Stanley's Cup. Yeah, and there's, I mean, basically, there's no love, to be, to be honest with you, there's no love guruing going on. Basically, he's just a self-help, self-help uh, person. Yeah, he has lots he? of um, acronyms. But he... He's got a fear of his mother as well, hasn't he? Does yeah, there's, there's all sorts of random shit. He gets shit the shakes and he, lo- he can't basically score if he gets the Yeah, shakes. it's weird. I think they kind of realised halfway through this film that the fact that he's lost prudence and that he was getting her back was no longer enough shake, shaky bus. Yeah. yeah. No, there's, no, there's no reason for him to be shaky anymore. So they have to introduce a fear of his mother. But yeah, hilarity ensues as he tries to get Darren back with his wife Prudence and he has a chastity belt yeah we're introduced the chastity belt a very strange scene which I'd like to talk about where we see a, a young deep pack Chopra and a, a young Pitka and there a are... young deep pack Chopra is played by a young actor yeah and the young Pitka is played by a young actor but with Mike Myers' head CG'd on it reminded me of um, Alan Partridge that episode of Alan Partridge yes <laughs> but less funny yeah yeah and I think this ties in with a lot of things. Up, this film comes across as self-indulgent to the massive degree. Like it's like Mike Myers, I say, was massive at the time, and I think he at the time could do anything he wanted. Mm. And the thought of a scene happening mm. where he wasn't involved was like, nope, <laughs> just CG my head on the on yeah. the young boy um, uh, on shoulders, and I'll do the rest. <laughs> Poor old Ben Kingsley plays a cross-eyed guru. Well, he plays Guru Tugimapuda. Tugimapuda. I've guessed Ben Kingsley's been brought in because he was Gandhi uh, once upon a time. He was Gandhi. Now I'm going to teach you the D of drama. Distraction. Maurice, if Plato, Shakespeare and Einstein were talking about the meaning of life, and two elephants started humping outside. Even they would rush to the window. It is the ultimate <laughs> distraction. They shall now compete in a game of tag. It is called Stink Mop. Enter Sanjay. Enter Maurice. <laughs> Commence. 
but that that whole stink mop scene is kind of just pretty much puts everything into perspective. Yeah, it? it's someone getting stink beat, mop, getting beaten with a piss soaked mop, just to teach you about um, distraction. Distraction, um, because yeah, all these kind of acronyms and all these kind of um, things that uh, Mike Myers' character, oh, sorry, Pit goes trying to educate this other gang, Darren. <laughs> Let's talk about, I mean, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. One of his first kind of movies. Jacques Lecoq Grande. So this is probably one of his first films, right? Because he's... It kind of been many in. Because he's not actually a bad actor. He always developed into quite a decent actor. He's not horrendous in this. I mean, he, he obviously is, is, is limited what he can do. He's horrendous in this. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. He's okay in, in the Facebook film. He's good in um, that... Uh, There's a serious uh, film he's in as well. Yeah, the, the, um, Lu, um, da- Llewellyn Davis. What? The bloke that does the Changing Rooms? No, he's in the film with... Um, Lauren... Llewellyn's Bowen? Trolls? Is that the one you're thinking of? <laughs> Inside Llewellyn Davis? Yes. So he's in Inside Llewellyn Davis as well, and that's I mean, he was pretty good in that. But he's, he's not a bad actor, nah, nah, right? But in, in this is, must have been one of his early he's films. He's Disney trained, isn't he? So he's not going to yeah, be yeah, shit. Yeah, he's a good guy. But he's awful in this. He plays like a mustachioed Hispanic guy. No, he's Canadian. So he's like... So that's how bad his acting is, really? is that he's like French-Canadian, yeah. I see, right. I completely ah. missed that. I missed that. Jacques Lecoq Grande. Because he's going out with his ice hockey player's ex-wife. But the bit where he's singing um, the Celine Dion uh, song to his wife uh, whilst Pick is being attacked by a guard rooster. Yes. Which reminded me of the more cops... Paul yeah, Blatt but that thing. was more believable because he's right in front of the window. Yeah. You'd hear him and yeah. she's facing him. Yeah. She would see him. She would see him. <laughs> I didn't realise that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's having a fight with a chicken. Yeah. Uh, she's facing the window. The window. So he would have absolutely seen that happening. Yeah. Every scene, nearly every scene, I'm going to say every scene because that would be insane, has tits in the background. Not like tits out, but like cleavage or a sexy lady. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, it just literally as scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every scene. Like anything involves in crowd. So like it opens up when he's got like the Bollywood dancers, but they're all quite busty. Yeah, uh, yeah. The bras popping up. Every time he goes into a crowd of people, there are some, there is the people nearest to them, like in the bar fight scene, the people nearest him are attractive Bikinis. women. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Um, Scantily clad. When he's at the the ice hockey games in the background, it's just like it's just weird. Well, it's, is that Mike Myers's massive ego and his issues? I mean, at the time, I guess he must have been like, "I am the man." Basically, after the Love Guru, he does Inglorious Bastards in two thousand and nine. What? He's the English general guy in it, isn't he? General Ed French Finich. No. Yeah. He's definitely in that film. <laughs> and then he did another Shrek film and some shorts, but has done, like, fuck all since then. Yeah. He's starting... To, he's, he's been in the recent uh, Freddie Mercury film, hasn't he? But he just Queen? plays, like, little serial, serious cameos, as he did in Inglourious Basterds. Yeah. Um, yeah, this film killed his career. Absolutely coffin nail, thrown into the canal, dragged out of the canal, burnt, buried, dug up again, burnt again buried again not quite sure if he's dead yet dug it up put some silver crosses on it buried it again 
and for good measure run over by a truck <laughs> and in a marching band <laughs> I mean do you feel sorry for him do you mean I mean why because he was he was peak wasn't he I, I do because weirdly he needs a Shrek Shrek rescued Eddie Murphy yeah because Eddie Murphy had done the same thing of like Oh, yeah. but there was no real sort of one film. He just went on the downwards he's trail, been, and he's been there ever since, isn't he? And then, uh, and then Shrek came out, and uh, with obviously him as the wonderful donkey, and kind of resurged him because he he was a, a very funny character actor. Yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, like from So I Married an Axe Murderer, or Austin Powers, um, Wayne's World. I mean, they're all. Pretty classics. Mm. Um, he was on the Wide Awake Club as well, wasn't he? Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was just like the little. He was a when he was a comedian, uh, probably when he was doing a UK tour or something. He he had a cameo on the Wide Awake Club, and he was oh. doing the Fast Asleep Club. I wanted to bring up uh, the dinner scene with yeah. Jessica Alba. Okay, yeah, um, and I think this that scene epitomizes what is wrong with this film. Mm. In that you have these, this unrealistic situation, I suppose, where Jessica Alba gone over to dinner at um, Guru Pitka's house. Yeah, yeah. And they're having dinner, but like the whole setup is just so they can make a series of ball gags. Yes, that's right. Yes. So like it begins with like two lychees <laughs> in pastry, and then he picks it up, and obviously looks like a ball sack. Ball sack, yeah. And then you think, all right, fair enough. But then they just. They riff on it. They just keep going, and it's like, oh, uh, do you want your, do you want your balls fried, tenderized, tenderized? Yeah, fried. Do you want hair on it? It's like, do I look like a child? Of course, I want hair on my balls. Yeah, Uh, some like dried uh, fried onions or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just a five. It's got to be five minutes at least long scene (laughs) of this just going. It's a Dan. Dan, Dan <laughs> moment, but without it being funny at any point. It's just like, oh yeah, it's balls, I get it. But Jessica Alba's character just laughs. She finds this hilarious. She, yeah, she's haven't laughed this long in ages. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Jesus you Christ. <laughs> You've got John Oliver, as you say, doing one of his early roles. I quite liked things. his little bits, actually, to be no, fair. At no. the end, when he was... Off his tits on peyote's pills or whatever it was. Well, Stephen Colbert, you're talking about. Oh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen yeah. Colbert was the drug addict kind yeah. of uh, commentator. Then it completely loses his mind at the end. Yeah, uh, John that Oliver was, was right. a very stiff British agent, I guess, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he was no, just, John Oliver wasn't good in this. Bad, but and he has Stephen... a weird haircut because considering he used to see him, and he's strangely quite tall. I always thought of him as quite a short man large, yeah. because he's behind that desk all the time on his program. <laughs> I just imagine him to be quite a short fella. But he's yeah, tall. He's, he's, well over six, he's well six foot, if not a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a shit film. It's a shit no film. No doubt about it. But there's good stuff in it. Oh. And I think if we... Before we get into that... Okay. Let's have a musical number. Saying I love you is not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you. Not... But if you only knew it would be to show me how you feel more than words is all you have to do to make it real. 
good things in this film i think as i said is the bollywood references because i think i like the color and i like the music it's a very colorful film and i i don't mind the character of of, of guru pitka the problem is he wrote it yeah this film would have played better if guru pitka was the butt of the joke rather than Guru Pitka being above everyone else, yeah, and everyone else being the butt of the joke, yeah. I think this is where this is. I think where the flip between this and Austin Powers works is that in Austin Powers, he's the fucking idiot, yeah, and everyone else isn't. Whereas in this, he's an idiot, but everyone else is even more idiotic. And yeah, I agree. Or ridiculous, I, or silly I completely agree. Person. And actually, all the stuff he comes up with in terms of his self-help stuff, right? All the stuff, the premise behind all of it is true, right? <laughs> all the stuff he says and the way he gets there, you know, about looking into yourself and all your, your mind's eye and all the, all the other stuff about, you know, believing in yourself and, and all that sort of stuff. It's good stuff. It's, it is all well-troped or well-written you know, written self-help stuff. And what would have been a better idea is that he was, yeah, an underdog, an underdog guru yeah. trying to fight his way up into the mainstream and actually having, actually, yeah, as you say, being like, you've nailed it really about being the, the butt of the joke and, and coming up on top yeah. for doing the right thing as opposed to what he does is come up top for doing the wrong thing or, or for, for sidetracking or at least or fast-tracking the situation. Yeah, he has like a five, ten-minute redemption piece in this. He does at the end, yeah, very similar to like Jack and Jill again and very similar to, you know, you know more, more cop and all that jazz. It's a such a well-told story of doing something selfish person selfish person and doing things for selfish reasons it's almost like uh, the the love story films the teen movies that we watch where you know people are doing things doing right things for wrong reasons end up learning a lesson about the wrong reasons the, yeah. the right thing that they did gets undone because of the wrong reasons and then they realise their errors of the way and then do the right thing for the right reasons and everything's okay again trademark ding uh, the humping elephants. Did you enjoy that? No. What the fuck was that? That was overly long as well. Well, because he's going to be distracted. He's distracted, which is kind of what the original thing was at the beginning. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Colbert's J. Cal, um I went on a, the journey with Stephen Colbert because when he started, when their little uh, interludes started, um, actually, is it Jim Gaffigan? Yeah, is the guy that he's um, broadcasting with. Initially, I was. Oh God, this is boring as well. But then they 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 ramped that little bit up a notch to a point where it was just sort of talking bollocks and stuff. And mm. I kind of enjoyed that. I, I thought that wasn't shit. Yeah, like yourself, Pitka itself isn't inherently an unlikable character. And given a different slant on the story, I think could have been a decent sort of comedic antihero, like like Austin Powers was. Yeah, but it just it just it was just it's just taken the wrong way entirely it, it, the film's aged I mean it's, it's of that period of time where you know women were 
set dressing, unfortunately. And so there isn't any strong women characters. But it could have been Jessica Alba could have, like, you know, given him a rope run for his money in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have been a more interesting film. So it made Ooh. any money? No. <laughs> so the budget was sixty-two million, and I imagine sixty-one million nine hundred ninety-five thousand of that was my, my salary. Yeah, I bet you. You betcha. Cumulative worldwide gross forty million. So it lost big time. Big. No wonder no one would fucking give him some money for another film afterwards. Runtime of eighty-seven minutes. Wow, back of the net. It's the score, <laughs> isn't it? That's the score. Filmed in the uh, wonderful aspect ratio of two point three five to one, <laughs> and uh, sound mix was Dolby Digital DTS, which is the best as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and so it was in color. <laughs> full technical specs. We yeah. can read those. Sorry, mate. That's all right. So, did you know? Do you want to hear any um, a factoid? There's one interesting fact that I think you might enjoy. Um, basically, yeah, so. Vern Troyer's office is filled with miniature... They do like a sight gag, don't they? Like a visual gag where... Yes, he's got a tidy office because he's small. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they all duck down to get in there and there's small furniture, a small table, and it, it's well made. But anyway, it's revealed through an episode of Through the Keyhole. Through the Keyhole. Now, who uh, would live in a house like that? Um, Over to you... David. <laughs> 2013, <laughs> Vern Troyer kept much of the small size furniture in his office uh, that was designed for the movie and used them in his own house. Wow. Because they were well made. That's a factoid right there. Before we go to like the review section, I thought I'd, review, I'd read out a review. Before the review section, you're going to read out a review? Yeah, basically, <laughs> I, we don't do this very often, but there's a review of um, some of the professional reviews out there. So David Jenkins from Time Out said of the film, they say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. Well, they obviously haven't seen the love guru, an overgrown dirt patch of clunking juvenile. <laughs> Before the review section. Before the review, well, during the review section, I'm just going to bring the mic over here closer to me. I'm going to whisper to the audience because I think I know which review you're going to pick. I think you're going to be wrong. Can't be, man. If you don't do this one, something's weird, something's gone wrong in the universe. Okay, listeners. (laughs) I believe Chris will do a review entitled Without Humour. The brain is great matter. This movie is huge. Okay, right. Me and the audience have shared a little secret there. Chris, which review are you going to do? What's it entitled? I think people who didn't like this movie are on downer drugs. You fucking what? (laughs) But uh, I did nearly do one about being, like, the brain being, like, on a... Grey. Grey. But grey spelt grow. Yeah, and there was loads of great ones. Whenever you read these these. Uh, reviews out are you doing a voice just to see how it would sound yeah yeah, in yeah. no I didn't pick that one um, so well, I'll read that sorry, one anyway, sorry. But I'm going to read it one... out in the style of Chris yeah. weirdly <laughs> Uh, so this one is a 10 out of 10 by uh, Alliance 109 written in 2010 and it's a, it's a 10 out of 10 and I think people who didn't like this movie are on downer drugs how could someone not love this movie? I watched it four times to see why people might not like it. And honestly, I don't get it. That's thorough. Mm. Over what period of time does it say? No. And I was in stitches every time. This movie is absolutely hilarious. Special thanks to Justin Timberlake. I don't know what people expected, but there wasn't a dull move moment in this movie. It opens with hilarity and everyone involved did a great job. 
the concept was already done with Eddie Murphy and even though he is my idol he didn't do a great job like Myers did it's feel good and 100% what, 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 what's he talking about with Eddie Murphy there? the concept was already <laughs> done with Eddie Murphy and even though he is my idol he didn't do a great job like Myers did oh I think I know the film he's like uh, he goes to a shopping channel with Jeff Goldblum google that one later yeah it's feel good and 100% Mike Myers Myers <laughs> Don't listen to the grumps who didn't like this movie. Watch it with an open mind and enjoy the show. It's great. Lovely. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I can't believe you didn't pick this one. Go on then, crack on Because this it. one is just your voice. Bonkers, is it? No. <laughs> I heard oh, you read this in my head. <laughs> in what? In that? In, in Arnold Schwarzenegger accent? Yeah. Jesus. Go on um, without humour. <laughs> the brain is grey matter. This movie is huge. This movie is huge! <laughs> Twice? Yeah. That's not the only time oh, he repeats himself. This movie is huge and crazy funny. We all love it. So many tears of laughing so hard. I suggest you to meet Michael Yoon for next crazy funny step. Remember, without humour, the brain is grey matter. Just in case you've forgotten in the three lines since he'd said that the first time oh, in the title. Yeah. Um, laughter is the best treatment against sadness. <laughs> Don't worry about what those boring grey matter wrote. He's really into his grey matter. Yeah, yeah. Be happy, enjoy the movie. Again, for the guidelines in brackets, and I don't know what that means. Oh, God. Mike Myers is great. All actors are great. <laughs> Does he mean all actors Not in this all film? Actors in general. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This movie is huge and crazy funny. Remember that from the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> we all love it. So many tears of laughing so hard. Mike, <laughs> I suggest you to meet Michael Yoon. <laughs> Is this like repeated twice? Yeah. dick. For our next crazy funny step, remember, without humour, the brain is grey matter. I think this guy's probably not had any humour and his grey matter is just melted. I get the impression... Come on, sorry, finish. This is a laughter's best treatment against the sadness. Don't worry about what this boring grey matter wrote. <laughs> Be happy. Enjoy the movie. Cheers! Okay. Uh, does it look like to get the word count up, he might have just copy and pasted the same review three times? Well, no, because... It just I don't know because he, he got lost. He got lost. Oh my god! He got lost. I'm not going to read out this whole review, but Sam Cheed 95, um, one of his favourite films ever. Um, so I don't care what some others may think. This film is comedy gold and had me rolling around in laughing, much to the concern of others watching with me. Can you imagine sitting there and someone laughs so much that they start rolling around the floor watching this film? Not no wonder they were concerned. Mm. It's time to call a doctor. Well, on social media, did ask if anyone was interested in, in giving us their opinion, and they didn't, did they? Uh, Bishaw Foolery um, oh, on know. Twitter said, "I recently watched it again, and I think it's hilarious. Ooh. I think it gets a bad rap because everyone was expecting similar to Austin Powers, which we kind of touched on." On Facebook, uh, Lee Carter said, "My thoughts are no, please, God, no, make it stop. It burns, it burns. That just about sums it up." Which. Yep, it's a, it's a contrasting opinion. There is two opinions there. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of other comments, but... Uh, both, both valid opinions. Both, absolutely, because, you know... This is what we're here it's, for. This is what we're here for. We were trying to find an enjoyable... Object. And, you know, plenty of people love these films, and, you know, it's... Um, but for us, I think it's... Uh, it's a no. It's a no, but never mind. I mean, the, the, the bunker holds all these movies for people's safety, essentially. Yeah. It's there... 
for serving a purpose. Um, and you know, if we put this up into the up the tube. It means something, you know, there's not much room for anything else. So something's got to come down, like Schindler's List or something. So It may could be Schindler's List. And we can't, we can't let that Admittedly, happen. Admittedly, as a comedy, not great. No, but we can't let that happen. Uh, it would be, you know, we ha- we're we here to for a purpose. and we're The Polling protect- Dynamite might come down. We're not having that. We're not having that. I'm not taking that risk, man. I'm not well, taking that risk. I think... Not on my watch. Not on my watch! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, thank you. Thanks for listening, I guess, everyone. But we're not, I don't think it's a good idea that we choose another film because we seem to be getting it wrong. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, think- well, well, right now, because it's early in the month and the, the film's transition over the month, but yeah, we haven't decided. No. We'll, we'll maybe put up another Twitter poll when we think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. do that and we'll get like six votes and... Go with the one that's got two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're trying not to influence the vote at all across the mediums. No. But, um, yeah, no, you know, if you if you've enjoyed the show and you're new to the show, you know, check us out on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram and leave a comment. Or don't go to the website yet, it's broken. Yeah, the, the website's nearly coming, it's nearly there, isn't it? Yeah, um, But And also, if you like what you hear, give us a rating, write a review, subscribe, important is the most it important thing. It helps so much. And we'll get seen by other other people. And if you write a review, we'll read it out, simple as that. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to hold you to ransom, but if you don't do that, we're not going to be doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no point carrying on, is there, if no, anyone's listening? No. Um, but no. thanks. Thanks, it does. And we'll, we'll catch you on the next Bunker. Bunker! I don't know why I did that. Bunker out. <laughs> None of these catchphrases are going to stick, I don't think. No, we'll just say cheerio, shall we? Bunker over and out. <laughs> uh, cheerio. Good bunker. Uh, just say bye. 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 Give me a pound. Lock it down. Break the pickle. Tickle, tickle. <laughs>